So I wasn't lying to you when I said at the beginning of Mass we were going to hear from the prodigal son, uh, because that's the reading for your C. These are the readings actually for the RCIA that we had today. But because they come up so often, they're great readings for us either way. Because what I really want to acknowledge is that there is a reason why it is on this particular Sunday we are called to have joy. Historically in the church, it was this Sunday that those who were coming into the church made their profession of faith. And we carry that pattern and that cycle on even today. And that was a sign of tremendous joy because it was a sign that someone who was blind now was able to see. And so this Sunday was seen as a very joyful Sunday of celebration. It was kind of a break from the, the penance of Lent so that we would not forget in our commemoration during this season of Lent that the end of the story is already known to us. We know that it is that Jesus will rise from the dead, and it is because of that that we are saved. It's also important, I think, for us to have this reminder for a much deeper reason. The question that the disciples asked Jesus at the beginning of this gospel is really a question that most of us struggle with. Namely, why is there evil in the world? Why is it that people suffer even when they believe in God? Why is it that difficult things occur even to people of faith? For the Jewish people, the idea of having to suffer these evils was really tied to being a sinner. So that's why there is so much emphasis here on sin. The disciples asked, whose sin is responsible for this man being born blind? The Pharisees and, and those who are questioning refer to him as a sinner, which would have been the theology of the day. But Jesus makes something very clear, that there is not this even correlation between sin and suffering. Now, to be sure, we all know that when we sin, sometimes we do experience negative things because they're the consequences of the decision that we make. So when we do something wrong and the result of that wrong choice causes us to experience some suffering, well, that's kind of the way wrong choices work. If we're speeding, for example, and we get pulled over by a police officer, we shouldn't say, well, why did God allow this to happen? We might, but the reality is the, the ticket we get, the negative consequence we receive is simply the result of our own choice. Those are the easy things to understand. But this situation that we see in today's gospel is maybe not quite so easy. A child born without the ability to see. That does not make us happy. If we look at the parents of this child, that could have been, quite frankly, a very, very serious struggle that they had. Why is their son born blind? What is it that caused this to happen? 
And why is it that a loving God would permit such a thing to happen? And today, if we look around at our world, it is not at all difficult to see that people suffer really, really horrible things. Think of the people in Ukraine, for example. The people who are suffering, think of those parents who are trying to get their children to safety. Think of those parents who, in the name of keeping their children safe, separated themselves from them so that they might go to freedom and to safety. How hard that must have been. Were they bad parents? Quite the contrary. They were good parents who were willing to make this sacrifice for the well-being of their children, even though such a decision was going to cause pain for not only them, but also their child. We can look around at our world and see that there are people who live in tremendous poverty. They haven't been given the chances of others. You know, one of the things that's, that's interesting is that the, the way in which most of us experience the ability to live and to have some kind of, of resource in order to live is when we pass on wealth. And largely, that's through a house. When a house is sold, there is a certain amount of wealth. Think of the people that do not have that opportunity available to them for a whole bunch of reasons. Think of people who had to face the suffering of not being able to accompany their loved ones during the pandemic at a time when we could argue they needed that accompaniment the most. How hard that was. It's not a criticism of decisions that were made. It's just a statement of fact. It was difficult. It was difficult for everybody. We can look at any number of things that are quite difficult. How difficult is it for a parent to see their children struggle? How difficult is it for us to, to look at a loved one and struggle when they suffer? So what is the joy in this particular gospel story? Because there's a lot more at stake in this story than simply a man who is able to see. How is it that we see? We know that the solution to this story was in a deep and powerful relationship with the Lord Jesus. And that deep and powerful relationship with the Lord Jesus enables us to see the world in a different way. And how many ways do we need to see the world differently? It begins with ourselves. We're broken people. We're sinful. We struggle. But do we see ourselves clearly as sons and daughters of God? Do we recognize that the Lord Jesus loves us more than we can possibly know? Do we seek out from the Lord Jesus the opportunity to go before him to confess our sins and to be forgiven, to be healed, just as the man born blind was healed? Do we see clearly in our life our responsibility and our obligation because of our faith, first and foremost, to meet the needs of those who suffer. Not in a 
judgmental way, oh, this poor person who made all these horrible choices, but simply because they have the dignity of God. They are made in God's image and likeness, just like me. But even more than that, can we see our responsibility to share with others the ways in which our eyes have been opened? The ways in which we can see the action of God. We can see his presence in our lives. That we can see differently because of what it is that God has done in opening our eyes. Washing in the pool is something that is important for us to think about and to recognize. Anytime in scripture, whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament, we see water, we should immediately think of our own baptism. So what happens here? This man could not see until he washed in the pool of Siloam. It is our baptism that enables us to see the way in which God wants us to live in this world. It is our baptism that helps us to understand that we are made in the dignity of God as sons and daughters of God. All of this helps us to celebrate Laetare Sunday. Laetare, Laetare Sunday is really about praise. We praise God because of what God has done in our lives. We praise God because without him and without our openness to what God can do, we remain blind, not knowing where we are going or experiencing any of the benefits of seeing God's presence in our lives and in the lives of others. To be sure, some who saw this tremendous action of God had their lives changed too. And so think today about your baptism. Renew today what we will renew in the Easter vigil and during the Easter season, our own promises to God in our baptism. And more than anything else, ask God to wash your eyes clean so that you may see his loving presence in your life.